0: class podcast. My name is Annabelle Ingleton. I'm a trauma-informed mindset coach and I'm your host. Welcome back if you're an avid listener and welcome if this is your first time. I'm recording this the morning that this podcast will actually go live, which is March. I'm sorry, whoa, I really thought we were in March. We're in April. April has gone by so fast to me. It's Today's the 7th, but this is crazy. I'm still in awe. Um, yes, April seventh and so I had plans to record an episode on the style, attachment styles, which I think is an important topic but when i when it came down to recording, I thought this this other thing that I want to discuss was kind of took priority because although I love educating you guys and giving you guys like lots of information about trauma itself and all of of theories and things like that, I wanted to kind of focus on life after healing and what that can look like for you and how it's shaping up for me. And I'm going to talk about a specific thing that I've been experiencing because um, in real time and I really wanted to share it because I think it's a valuable lesson. It's been a valuable lesson for me and it's given me insight on where I had some um, financial trauma, where I had some beliefs around my worth and things like that, so I just thought it would it was a way more, um, more of a priority to share with you guys. I don't know what we're going to call this episode yet. don't know the title. I'm thinking like no makeup or something like that, um, but let's get into it episodes because I feel like there's so much stuff that I haven't yet covered. So stay tuned for that. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about today was my beliefs and where I've noticed that some of my past trauma responses um, have been showing up in my life and where I see the healing playing out. So I want to talk about how uh, recently... So I think I may have mentioned this in one of my past episodes, but I had um, some reels on on Instagram go viral. I had one specifically hit 1.1 million views and then one almost a million. And they're really fun and they kind of, I like, I'm really creative and reels offer me that creativity to be able to share with others about trauma, but still share my creativity and, you know, express it. So I love, love, love them. And... I had noticed that I was telling myself, okay, that my my ability to attract people was because I had been showing up in my reels in a real in a in a certain way. I was all dressed up, made up, you know, perfectly scripted and all these things because, you know, Instagram very much is is that that space is is very much curated to share whatever you want to share right we we choose the things that we share and I got a lot of followers um, n- nearly tripled my follower count because of some of these views or some of these reels and so I noticed that I was essentially telling myself that I had to continue showing up like that for my for my followers and for my clients or else they, I was gonna let them down. Or else I wasn't gonna continue to get more clients. I wasn't gonna attract more clients. I wasn't gonna make more money. And I hope that makes sense. I want you guys to think about that a little bit. So, um, when we have some success and it looks a certain way, we will tend to, and I and I don't want to say we all speak to myself. I noticed that I was I was telling myself that it was due to me showing up a certain way, looking a certain way, talking a certain way, posting all the time, doing all these things. And although I do subscribe to the idea that with business and marketing, I love the sales and marketing aspect of business. I think I'm an inherent um, salesperson. I'm really good at it, not to toot my own horn, (laughs) but I am. And I love that portion of my business. I have no fear around it. I really have positive beliefs and outlooks around selling, making offers and showing up for my clients in a really authentic way that I I believe those things, but I also was attaching these belief, old belief systems, to my success. And to the point where I wasn't allowing myself to have days where I wasn't, you know, fully made up or I had to post on Instagram every day, if not several times a day, that I had to continue with the reels. Because listen, when it comes to sales and marketing, I do believe in the consistency of showing up for your audience and then continuing to attract more clients, right? I, I preach that to my the few coaching clients that I have that are coaches. I share that really, um, really avidly. And I believe that to my core, but, but I noticed that it was affecting me in the sense that I believed that I had to be showing up in a certain way. I had to look a certain way. And I, it was affecting me in the sense that on my days, like my normal work days, I didn't allow myself to have the slow mornings and the slow, happy, patient, deliberate work days that I really worked for towards like i purposely one of the one of the things that i love most about entrepreneurship and being a coach is the freedom that entrepreneurship really really provides you get to curate your schedule and your lifestyle to be whatever you want it to be I do believe that in the beginning you are, or I'll speak for myself, that I will in the in the beginning. Um, I know I have to commit a lot of my time to my clients because I have a full schedule, things like that. And so um, I think when you're first starting out, you're not a, you're not afforded a lot of the freedoms that more, maybe more established salespeople, entrepreneurs, coaches, or just you know business people are are showing on Instagram you see the people that are like I work from anywhere and I just take my laptop to Bali and whatever all those things and so it's very easy to look at someone that's like 15 chapters ahead of you in their book of life and think that you're doing it wrong because it doesn't look like theirs right I was noticing that I was falling into that trap of comparison and also thinking that the way I was living was wrong because I had you know I didn't have so much of the freedom and I had to look a certain way and there was just so many beliefs attached to it and it was creating a lot of resistance and resentment and negative energy and a really rushed and forced energy to my days and I had to do some and I hope that makes sense guys I didn't like the way I was feeling and I know because of the work I do that if I'm feeling a certain way, if I'm feeling off, if I'm feeling rushed, if I feel pressured, if I and especially if it's self-imposed, right? A lot of it, most of it is, is from my own nervous system in my own mind and I noticed that I, was, that I was showing up from a very hurried space. I felt like I had to post every day. I felt like I had to market every day even though I had a a roster or like a schedule that didn't even accommodate any more people. Like I can't, I literally can't take on any more clients for months because I'm fully booked out. I have a full wait list. I have two big wait lists that are very jam packed and I don't even have the capacity to take anybody on. So I thought to myself, why am I feeling so rushed and still in this perpetual state of performing and marketing and selling? And I want to offer that. One of the things was I noticed is because it's already become a habit. I've been living in this state of sales and marketing and content creation and podcasting and going live and reels and posts for the past year. And so, and it's just become a habit. You know, if you listen to this podcast that I talk a lot about the subconscious mind and our subconscious mind, when it sees that you're doing something consistently and habitually, it will say, This is important to Annabelle. I need to remember this because she does it all the time. And if she does it all the time, this is important. And I'm going to wrap it up in a little, in basically what's called a neuro pathway. I'm going to create a habit for her so I can just do this on autopilot. Your brain is responsible for keeping you alive, it does all the autonomic mechanisms like beat your heart, pump your blood beat your, you know, your lungs to, to breathe. It works on digestion. It works on um, your immune system. It does a lot of important functions to keep you alive. So when it comes to tasks like working and driving and, you know, cooking, things like that, if it's if your mind or your subconscious mind specifically, because this is the you know that I say this, it's the software program that runs your life. Ninety-five percent of your day, you only use five percent of your conscious awareness, your prefrontal cortex, to make decisions. So your subconscious mind will say, okay, Annabelle does. A, she wants to post every day. She wants to make reels. She wants to go on IG Live. She wants to create podcasts. She wants to all the things. Right? Th- these are important. We're gonna make her essentially want to do this every single day this is and you can apply this guys to anything to eating to the way you are in relationships to the way you parent to the way you are and you feel at work to the way you function at work to the way you act on a sunday leading up to work well that's a whole other episode we'll talk about that one um later because i used to hate sundays and my whole sundays would be crazy ruin because of my nervous system activation about going to work. But anyway, your subconscious mind will set up these these tasks as habitual things, aka neural pathways in your brain. And it'll say, this is important. We need to make her do it. So every day, even though I am fully booked with clients, have lots of money in the bank, lots of money in savings, feel really, really comfortable, I was still in this hurried state for um I couldn't even again I couldn't even take clients but I was still in this really hurried state every day and I noticed it and I thought this isn't this is a survival mechanism my nervous system is activated here I need to 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 repair this I need to look at it so the way I do the way I approach my myself and actions that I want to change and beliefs that I want to change um is very similar to the way that I help my clients look at things um I'm aware that, again, there's habits that we create out of subconsciously because we do them so often, but then it's also like, do you like the effects? Do you like the effects of those habits? Do you like the way you're feeling after you're doing those things? Can you manage it, right? Can you regulate your nervous system and say, calm down, this is okay. Like I need to go to work every day. Like I get stressed out, but like, can you manage it? Or do you need to manage the actual thing, the actual circumstance, the environment or the relationships or the job or the food or whatever? You can manage outside circumstances and change them to then have a different reaction in your body and in your mind, okay? So what I noticed was, again, I was I was having this really rushed, way of, of thinking and running my mornings. And I thought, this is not what I want. I told myself and I knew when I start making, having consistent five-figure months, I, I saw myself being really, really relaxed. I saw myself living on my own, having slow mornings, deliberate time to do my yoga, my meditation, my time with my girls, um, content creation, all the new programs that I'm creating, just really slow and peaceful life because I never had that before. I was always in, so I was in a state of survival constant, like my entire life because of my my unhealed trauma before. So I knew that now that I've healed my trauma, if I, most of the time I'm like feeling really good, but my mornings were no longer feeling that way. And I thought, okay, there's a, there's a survival response happening. Why is it happening? So I started looking at Why did I feel like I had to perform? Why did I feel like I had to look a certain way? And why did I feel like I had to always post and and, um, sell and market, even though I was completely booked and wasn't even able to take on clients? So a lot of it was some scarcity mindset that obviously I've worked on and healed my financial trauma. But there's still things that go on autopilot and you have to be aware to check it and to be able to change it. If I would have just like said, "Oh, okay, it's just because I, I really am I'm I really want to make a lot more money, then that's why I'm always selling and marketing and, and making posts. That's fine, right? I, I know that that's part of business, but I told myself weeks ago, there's not even an, a reason to do that. If I keep on marketing too much, I'm I'm my wait list is going to be really full, and then it's just going to affect people later, um, feeling like they they want to join and then there's like no way for them to coach with me one-on-one so I consciously I remember consciously deciding um, I'm not going to record a podcast for all of March and I'm also not going to market as much on Instagram and on social media because there's no need to right there's not that there's no need to provide content for you guys but I'm not going to sell like I used to I was very very deliberate um, at making offers to you guys so but then I find myself still wanting to do it and I notice that um, I have a formula or like a method that I take my clients through and that I help myself through um, to recognize the behaviors that I'm having now and how it boils down and how it relates back to the trauma that I had That was, that's actually creating that behavior. Because um, if you've heard me talk about the trauma-informed ladder for change, there's five rungs on the ladder. The bottom one is their trauma. Your trauma creates limiting beliefs about yourself. And then it creates those limiting beliefs, create emotions in your body and your nervous system. Those emotions then create stories and thoughts about the world. And then those beliefs and those stories create behavior. Okay. So the behavior that I was having was this rushed, right? This rushed energy, this not, um, there was still a little bit of like, I, I still need to keep doing what I need to do for work. And so I recognized that for me it was it was just a habit that my subconscious mind was still working on and I need to now show my subconscious mind a new life the new life that I that I've always dreamt of having so that it learns a new habit because I don't have um the the unhealed Trauma that I had before, or the financial trauma, it's still going to show up, right, guys? Like you, you can still get triggered. You can't control outside circumstances at all, ever, right? Um, You can't control the weather. You can't control the political state in the world. If you know, you can't control if someone hits your car. You can't control if someone breaks up with you. Things like that, right? There's, there's a lot of stuff that that's out of our control, and there's a lot of things that are are in our control. So you need to make one, you need to have awareness of that. So I was aware that I was able and I am able to create my own schedule, especially my mornings. I believe the way I start my days are really, really important and they help and inform the way I um, prepare myself to coach my clients. I do a lot of really deep, intimate, I call it spiritual because I believe healing your nervous system and and acting and working with the subconscious is spiritual work. Some people may not agree, but I believe that. And I don't think I'm just I don't think you guys please don't get it twisted thinking that I think I'm just like religious person or a god or anything like that, but I believe Trauma is at the soul level. It's at the it's at your authentic self level, and that is a very spiritual part of your body and your life. So that's why I call it spiritual work. Okay. So when I knew that I needed to set up my mornings for really peace and um, calmness and 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 focused calm work and time, I started looking at what I was thinking that was creating these. Actions And the actions that I was having was feeling like I, st- believing that I still had to um, always be on social media, but be- not believing that like I believing that I had to have my notifications on because if someone sent me a message, I had to respond right away, believing that I had to be dressed up, fully made up, makeup, hair, outfits, all the things every day and feeling like I had to constantly, constantly be selling and by that, I mean making a lot of offers, talking to people so that I can get them like paid, have the money in the bank and all that. And so um, I, so that way I didn't miss out on anyone. Okay. Um, so those were the thoughts I was having. And when you, and I want to offer that with one caveat. I used to teach the model. This is a, a formula, a theory that I learned from a mindset coach, a mentor many, many years ago. And I I do hold it to be a very effective model, but there's also, I've made some tweaks to it. I was actually talking to my sister yesterday about it because she's a really great um, coach in the making and she understands all of this mindset and trauma stuff. Her name's Kuka. Um, I was talking to her about how the the model um, is... The circumstances create your thoughts, your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings influence your actions, your actions create your results. And I've kind of switched it to be the trauma-informed model and it looks like this. Circumstances trigger your nervous system, which create feelings, okay? Those feelings create and trigger thoughts. Those thoughts create new feelings if you have awareness around them and you can change them. Those feelings create actions and those actions can create results. So because I know and believe in my heart of hearts that when you've had a lot of trauma or just any kind of trauma, we're all humans. And this this really does apply to everybody. Um, when you've had past trauma, the what there's this thing called neuroception. And it's basically the theory that says in the polyvagal theory that says, things um, it neuroception is a way your nervous system takes in information from either your mind outside circumstances or other people's nervous system so body to body and then it creates feelings in your body and then it's it can send up information to your brain okay and so I say that to explain that when I um when I was thinking about the thoughts that I was having around being rushed and all, and getting dressed and all these things, I knew that it was thoughts that were creating this, not necessarily my nervous system. Okay, I help my clients to get to the point where they're not as activated, and then and that the, the trauma informed ladder for change. I'm sorry, the the trauma informed model is hopefully a lot lessened. You're not getting activated so much, but you can have more control over those those thoughts that come from your nervous system, those feelings that come from your nervous system and you have awareness around it. And then you can, you can react and act from that place. So for me, I was, um, it was more the the model that I was using because my, I'm, I'm a little bit more in control with my, my self-regulation and managing my emotions. So I noticed that it was just my subconscious mind on autopilot thinking that I had to do the same things that I'd been doing for a year, getting up, getting dressed, getting ready, being fully made up, being available to go live or take a clarity call if I needed to. I needed to look a certain way or else someone wasn't going to work with me. And when I realized that, that is so, so false. People don't work with me because of how I look. People don't look with work with me because I'm sharing content every day. People don't work with me because I have a lot of clients and have a lot of followers, Right. People work with me because of the results that I'm able to get that help them get through the knowledge that I provide and the tools that I share with them, right? You guys don't, I could be a three foot tall, severely obese, pimple faced, bald man, weird looking troll thing. And if I helped you heal your trauma and helped you get the results that you want in your life and actually manage your emotions and your relationships, you would hire me. Okay. Let's just be honest. I would hire that man. I would hire anyone. I don't care what they look like. I just want, people just want the results. So I had to be aware that I was still telling myself that I had to look a certain way, but looking a certain way, guys, when I want a full, when I have a, when I want to look fully made up, like the hair, the makeup, the all that stuff, it takes me a while. This is not, and and listen, I want to, and I take my time. I really, because I'm self-employed, I do want to take my time when I get ready. So I really like Probably take like an hour and a half to two hours because I'm listening to podcasts, I'm drinking coffee, I'm just like chilling out. I will take a really long time getting ready. Well, feeling like I had to get ready every single day, fully made up, was affecting the mornings that I was having. And so I realized that act, that belief, that thought was creating the rushed, anxious feelings, and therefore when I it just affected my my day and it affected my schedule and the real reality that I wanted to have. So I made it a point to. I think it started last week. I did probably four days out of the week, like Tuesday to Friday, I didn't wear makeup. And when I say I didn't wear makeup, I'm, let me let me explain. I just like put some shadow on my brows and like put some lip gloss on, and that's it. Curl my eyelashes. Nothing else. Like I didn't do anything to my face, because I wanted that that time to be to be focused on like my mornings and a more peaceful lifestyle that I that I intentionally am trying to create, right? And I share that because it's so important that once you've done this work and you've cha- and you've been able to learn how to manage your thoughts, you've been able to learn how to have awareness around your thought, which I think is probably the biggest biggest tool. And then you learn how to manage your emotions when you have thoughts and you're activated in your nervous system or you have triggers. What's the point of having those that that healing and and still having this crazy rush lifestyle because you think you're supposed to because you're listening and believing these social norms, these social constructs. You're believing what stupid Instagram looks like or what other people are doing on Instagram and how they're portraying their life. Like what's the point of doing all the work if you're still if you haven't changed your your mental constructs about about yourself and and what your life should look like, right? I think that's so important. It's such a big lesson to learn. And if I hadn't been aware enough to notice, like in my in my body, how my mornings were making me still feel really really rushed and not peaceful, like I was like, my bank account is full, my savings is full, my home is beautiful, I have so much free time, I have the most amazing. Uh, amazing when I say amazing clients guys I'm not even joking like I would be friends with each and every one of my clients like I would hang out with them on a Friday night and invest hours with each of my clients they are like to say that I attract the most amazing people is an understatement I love you all so much um I created all of this and if I created all this and I'm still in a really manic hurried space hell no what the fuck is the point of all this stuff that I'm doing, right? If my life is now anxious and, and not, not relaxed and peaceful. So I had to really examine what, my, what I was doing and what I was believing to create this, this state in my life. And I will admit too that I think there was a little bit of like triggering in, um, I had a little bit of um, a, res- a trauma response to like getting used to having, having um, monetary wealth, Right. I think when you're used to having like struggling and have and getting used to not having all the the how do I put this like, yeah, I guess just having the money in the bank. Right. Just having like the peace. It's a new normal that you have to get used to. I worked so hard to be able to attract the wealth and I worked so hard. And by that, I mean, worked on my healing of my trauma, guys. I worked on healing all my trauma so that I can change my self-concept, changed my vibration, changed my self-beliefs and self-worth and self-respect and ability to um, attract the wealth and the clients and all the things. Why would I fuck it up by still having this manic feeling of like, I still have to do, I still have to do. That is the opposite of healing your trauma when you're still activated and you're still in the doingness instead of the beingness and acceptance, that's when you know you've changed it. So it was, it was very easy for me to catch it. It probably took me like a week of being in that state and saying, hell no, this is not cute. No bitch. I always say that. No bitch. Like this is not cute. And I'm saying it to myself. I was like, no, I didn't work th- this hard and do everything that I needed to do to get here and heal my trauma and attract it all. This is this is not where, where it's at. I will lose it all if I'm staying in a state of control because control is fear and allowing an alignment is healing. That's, that's where it's at. I'm going to say that again. When you're in control mode, when you're in rush mode, that's a fear response, that's a trauma response, and it's not being in alignment and a knowing, and that's where the healing is. Cause that's when you're healed, you you just feel a lot more peace. You just feel like I just have to get like I just have to be that person that has this lifestyle. And when you just are that person and you continue to live from that state of belief. You, there isn't, there, you don't have the need to control. And I was still living in a state of like feeling like I needed to control it. I hope this all makes sense for you guys. um It was a huge revelation for me, but it changed, you guys, it changed the way I was showing up so much and it helped me so, so much. My days now are like, no, do you think one, okay, first of all, do you think one of my clients has said, oh my God, Annabelle, like, you're wearing glasses and your hair's up in a top knot and you don't have all your makeup on, like what's going on? No one gives a shit. People are there because they're there to heal. They're there to be served. They're there to listen. They're there to learn. They're there to apply. They do not care how I look. And if you're a coach and you're listening to this, and if you're, or you're someone who thinks that you might want to become a coach and these, you're listening to this episodes, please remember this episode, save it, download it, share it, I don't know, just remember this episode, okay? Because we can get caught up in thinking that people are working with us for how like what we what um how we look and all these like stupid shit, right? All these dumb beliefs. When no, they're there for themselves. They're really not there for you. And I hope that makes sense. People want the results that you that you promise them and that you're able to give them through the tools that you teach. My clients aren't there to look at a cute face at least I don't think so <laughs> I really don't believe it at all because um, again no one said it and listen maybe I have some really dope clients that aren't going to comment on the fact that I'm not wearing makeup but listen I believe that I look great without makeup so it doesn't even matter I don't need to wear it but it was all this like this conditioning from my past that was I was like oh this is something I need to work past like I still have a little bit of healing here when it comes to these social constructs and these beliefs around my beauty or my looks and hell no i'm not going to i'm not going to perpetuate those beliefs because i don't i know in my heart they're not true they're not true whatsoever people aren't working with me because of those things yeah it may attract a bunch of people like on instagram and i got views out of it right because i was like in a cute dress but who cares and listen i noticed that i i was almost at 10,000 followers because of those um those reels and guys I will let you know that my my follower count has dropped significantly because so many of them were just following me probably for that reason, for the looks or like, what is she going to wear? Like stupid shit, right? Like, boo, if you're watching me or following me because of what I'm going to wear or pictures I'm going to post or anything like that, that you're not my ideal follower, I don't want you. Like, please delete, unfollow, block, do all the things. Because I, I would rather have 3,000 amazing people that are there for like, the richness of the content, of the healing, the learning, the applying. That's, I would rather have 3,000 of those people than 10,000 looky loos that are just out to like get off on stupid shit. <laughs> um, I don't make it mean anything about me when someone unfollows and I think, cool, please. Like, obviously, the content I'm sharing isn't for you. Don't follow. I don't want you there. Anyway. I want people that are like totally there for the trauma stuff and the healing so I say all that all of, all of this to say that it takes awareness to catch yourself when you're in um a place of feeling that discontent like you have to you have to be able to be aware of your awareness if that makes sense I was able to like see my see how I was feeling see that I was feeling uncomfortable with this stuff right I start I noticed that like my days aren't looking like I'm not feeling the way I want to feel and my life doesn't look the way I want to look and listen this wasn't like this ongoing months of this right this was only like fairly new to me like a week a week of it and a week guys that's a lot in my book to live feeling kind of like Rushed and not good. That was too much for me. I don't like. I I know how to regulate myself way too much to know that if I'm I'm in a state of not feeling good and I'm not and I'm not able to manage it. It's like okay, what is what what's going on on my in my brain or in my external circumstance? I need to change something in my ex- external circumstance or I need to change thoughts I'm having. For me, it was kind of a twofold, right? I I was I had to nix the beliefs or the thoughts that I needed to perform or look a certain way for people in order to continue my success. So I caught that one up quick. And then I also had to be more deliberate with living the life I actually wanted to live, not feeling like I had to post or share or or um, market or do all these things in order to continue getting clients. Guys, I get new, p- many people on my waitlist every single day. I get inquiries on, I get in, uh, messages in my DMs every single day. And I haven't post. I haven't posted something. I didn't post make a post on Instagram yesterday at all. Like I share things on my stories, but my posts, like my actual posts on my profile, those are I hold those to be super, super like special real estate, <laughs> if that makes sense. It's it's real estate for my for my business that I believe I share a lot of great great information on my posts. Um, if you haven't sat there and read my stuff, boo. It's like a book like go read it. It's, I sit there, every word is so intentional. Every word is so purposeful. And when I don't have something in intentionally and deliberately, um, helpful to share, I'm not going to post. I don't feel like I have to. One of my, um, other, my colleagues, um, she's another, um, trauma coach. Her name is um, Serena. She recently made a post about this like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, oh, that's interesting that she felt like she had to post. And it didn't even come up to my awareness then when she shared it. I was like, oh, that's dang, dang. That's interesting that she feels like she has to. And then it happened to me. I'm like, what the shit? How is this happening to me when I like, maybe I just wasn't in my own, like I wasn't, watching my stuff and feeling my stuff to see that I was actually feeling that way too I was thinking oh I post when I want to and I, I share when I want to but I really wasn't I I, re- I noticed the the disconnection in my, in my feelings so the way you can get, gain awareness around this guys is one have be able to be in touch with your feelings your nervous system tells you exactly how you're feeling right the vibrations in your body your emotions is it a pleasant emotion or is it an unpleasant emotion? Is it something that feels feels happy, feels good? And I don't like saying good or bad, guys. It's just pleasant or unpleasant. I don't classify emotions as good or bad. Because guess what? Fear sometimes is a fucking good emotion. It's a good emotion when you're walking down the street at midnight and there's a creepy ass dude behind you and you get the feeling of fear to protect yourself and kind of go in a house or hide or whatever. It's a necessary emotion. It's not a bad emotion. These, this, this... Fear and worry and things like that are intentional. They are they are spaces where you sometimes need to have them, right? They're good emotions in that respect. They don't serve you if you're constantly running on that emotion and you're having um, issues in your life where it's, it's like an inappropriate or unrealistic reaction when, because of when you're having that emotion. Like your boyfriend texts you 10 minutes late and you're flipping out because you're fearful that he's with someone else. And it's like, I was busy at work, babe, you know, then it's not, it doesn't serve you. It's just an unpleasant emotion. So, um, but again, having the awareness of what feelings you're having and noticing, is it my nervous system being activated because of a trigger, because of a past trauma, or is it my thoughts that are causing that? For me, it was my thoughts, my beliefs that I had around work that were causing me to feel like I had to perform. Um, and look a certain way. So y'all better get used to, and I'm sure you guys see, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm constantly on with that makeup. Um, I show up without it all the time. And the days that I show up with it guys, it's because I felt like doing it and it was right for my day. Like it's okay. But for, for the most part, I'm going to honor my time. And if I don't think that I want to do my makeup, I'm not going to do it, you know, because it helps my days go a lot easier and smoother. And i be, I'm able to show up for my clients in a whole different space. I'm able to create space for them. Okay. So, um, in this case, like I said, so there's awareness that you need to have about your feelings. Where is it coming from? Is it coming from your nervous system? Is it, or is it your thoughts that are creating your feelings? And these are two very different things, guys, that I promise I will share in the next episode. It's called afferent data and efferent data. And it's a very, very important to notice where you're either getting um, thoughts from your brain or you're either getting emotions from your body and they tend to get triggered by outside circumstances. So I'll explain that next week. But having the awareness and then asking yourself if you like, you know, about your feelings and then asking yourself if you like the feelings you're feeling, okay? if Are they pleasant? Are they unpleasant? You know, what's causing them? Understanding what, if it's your body or your mind that's causing it. And is, is there a change that you can make to change those feelings? For me, it was not doing my makeup every single day. It was not posting every single day. It was not offering and selling every single day. It was stopping and not putting out a podcast for a month because I needed to do that for my business um it do you need to stop talking to certain people you know there's this is this is the like the the applicable part of after you're healing you know um, because again once you've done all the work and you've healed and you're still not you're not um operating and your life doesn't feel good and it's not does it look the way you want it to this is the mindset part of post-healing this is probably my part the part that I love working with my clients with the most the first half of our maybe 70 percent of, of, of our work is done with the healing and learning all of the tools to heal your trauma but then the second portion is all the um, trauma-informed goal creation and trauma-informed manifestation and goal achievement And this, my friends, is all the mindset stuff. And this is the part that I probably thrive on the most. This is probably why I like working with entrepreneurs so much. So many of my clients are actually entrepreneurs. And so it's fun because there's so much action involved and there's so much um, belief involved and there's so much thought creation involved and you have so much control over that. That, my friends, you have complete, complete control over. And for me and for most people, I want to, I believe that when you're in the, in the driver's seat of your life and you know that everything that you want is literally within your control you can create anything you want anything million dollars 100 clients um love of your life dream house what you know skinny body donezo done okay so i hope this episode helped guys um i will try to write as much detailed information or like a little checklist on the show notes and um, so if you're listening to this episode, there should be a link to the show notes um, at the bottom of the show. I don't know if you're an Apple, you just slide up, slide the the, the op- album cover art up, and then you can see all the show notes and the links. And I will, I will next week either be talking about attachment styles, attachment theory, I want to say, or... Effort and effort data, which is like a big part of emotional regulation, um, that is necessary to learn. So, guys, thanks so much for listening. This was a long one. I didn't think it would be a long one, but um, I thought it was it was um, information that was super helpful for me, and it changed the the pace and and the quality of my life. And I think it's really helpful for a lot of you that are probably in this space too. Okay. So I look forward to talking to you guys next week and have a great one. Bye-bye.